0: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit
1: VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of WrestleNomics Radio. I'm Brandon Thurston, broadcasting On Demand from Buffalo, New York, where today is Sunday, June 6th, 2021. And today on the program, we have business news from All Elite Wrestling's Double or Nothing pay-per-view. How many pay-per-view buys it sold, ticket sales, and merchandise sales? An estimate of those today. Then, in the world of TV viewership, in this post Buzz Daily world, we have hope a new source of TV viewership is out there. Plus, some thoughts on the trends of TV viewership so far in 2021 as May comes to an end. Then, as May comes to an end, we also have information about the Google Trends data, the top Most searched for names and companies in the wrestling world. And then, following up on the mad speculation that WWE might be preparing for a sale, I don't think it is. But more non-news on that subject. Plus, independent wrestling superpowers, IWTV and Game Changer Wrestling are set to go at it as IWTV has filed a lawsuit against GCW. All that and more, in the hour, but first... And now, joining us from, to my slightly southeast, in the region of South Buffalo, ring announcer, comedian, Dogecoin investor, Chris Cull. Yeah,
1: Blackberry investor, too. You, usually you're sold you're it at $19. In, you're investing in Blackberry? Yeah, it was a like a mean stock short sale. Yeah. I bought it at ten, and it got up to nineteen on Friday. The Canadian company, but I did not cash it. In. BlackBerry, yes. Which is really a company that's fallen off over the years, is it not? It hundred percent has, <laughs> but it's like it's like GameStop and AMC. It, the internet gets beyond it. Does Does Paul Heyman still have a BlackBerry? BlackBerry. Uh,
0: he was a big fan of the BlackBerry. Paul Heyman was <laughs>
1: the little pen thing to
0: the head of the head. Mm-hmm. He would carry two phones. One for texting, and one, one, one that was a BlackBerry for texting, and then another one because nobody uses BlackBerry
1: anymore or something. I well, know. you got to avoid debt collectors, so that's why you have to have <laughs> <free> time. <laughs> yes, very, very true. Very
0: true. So we've both woken up from naps today. Yes, refreshed. I, refreshed. We've taken our power nap. Man, big fan of the power nap. Mine was not very powerful though. It was more of a more of an hour-long nap, not a fifteen-minute power mm-hmm. nap. So we've got things to talk about today. Uh, but uh I'm not the driver of this program. Chris Gullick, you are.
1: Yeah, and uh why don't we get this start going with uh AW Double or Nothing uh pay-per-view by notes? Yes. Now wrestlenomics.com, Patreon is the one That actually broke this news first. So, folks, look what you get for $5 a month at the WrestleNomics Patreon. Yes. Patreon got it about an
0: hour early. Oh, sorry. Continue. No, we're good. The latency. We're using it. We're using Squadcast instead of Zencaster here. The latency is wonderful here.
1: (laughs) Well, Ollie Wrestling's Double or Nothing pay-per-view on May 30th likely came just short of the company's highest gross revenue from a single event. The show drew about $6 million total for AEW and its pay per view distributors and sold 115,000 buys on all platforms globally by our estimate. We are also raising our estimate of the Revolution event from 125,000 buys to 135,000 buys. The Observer's recent estimate was that Revolution sold 158,000 buys, which is 10 to 20% higher, we were told. Yes. I can attest to all that. I'm a little surprised it did it almost as good as Revolution. Holiday weekend, pay-per-view follow-up after the exploded ring.
0: Yes. I I was very down on the prospects of this pay-per-view because of the exploding ring fiasco. But no, I I overestimated the effect of that. This did pretty well, considering. Um, And considering, I I think the card was not terribly strong. You had a stadium stampede match that was headlining after you'd already done blood and guts, which, which was a heavier match. I mean, not just in delivery, but I think in terms of hype, uh, and this is a rematch of a different kind of a, of a match that had more of a, you'd expect to have more of a comedic element, despite their, their pitch that it wasn't going to be comedic. Um, more cinema cinematic. Yeah. A three-way title match. some, Maybe I'm projecting my own taste in, in terms of the anticipation for this car, but it did, did pretty well. Their second biggest, as you mentioned, I think your, their second biggest yeah. pay-per-view sale ever. Uh, we talk about pay-per-view buys, not buy rates. Buy rates are a thing of the past because we, because the pay-per-view universe is now saturated. Uh, you still have to put buy rate though in the SEU SEO because that's what people are still searching for. Of course. um, So I did a calculation of the gross that this event generated. So all of the revenue that this event generated. So we're talking about three different areas of revenue. So pay-per-view, which is by far the biggest because you've got hundreds of thousands of customers participating in that. And then you've got the the ticket sales and the merchandise sales at the venue. So this was, I think, the second event from AEW that was held at full capacity. The first one was the night before the TV taping. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, this is the second one, and this this had a, a, approximately five thousand seat capacity. I believe they did just over five thousand uh, total paid attendance, according to the observer was four thousand seven hundred uh, Observer also reporting that the gate was three hundred thousand so that 's something like I think more than three times what what the uh, revolution show did with its limited capacity, right? Uh, 1,150 was the paid attendance for that. I think that's also according to the observer and that, that comes out to $75,000. So it ends up with a gross that's pretty, pretty close to one another. I've got something around 6.1 million for this show, 6.8 million for the other show and the net, uh, because the pay-per-view carriers take such a, a majority roughly 55% of the pay-per-view sales, the net comes out to be almost the same. I would, We're getting in, into, into precision where I, I feel less confident about what the actual difference is, but about $3 million for each of those shows in terms of the money that actually ends up in uh, in AEW's bank account. So pretty similar in terms of the, uh, the money that AEW got because AEW probably gets... Uh, a far larger portion of the ticket sales. Maybe there's some some Ticketmaster service fees and things like that that they have to share that money with. But uh, yeah, AW making a similar amount of money in all likelihood for this event versus
1: the Revolution event. They also had a fan fest the day before, so it's Friday was the live dynamite. Saturday was the fan fest. Sunday and Sunday was the pay per view. So fan fest money, I'm not sure. Obviously those numbers, but that. I'm sure it does help to make it put it over revolution. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yes. And who knows what they drew there? Meet and greets and whatnot, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that sounds like something that they're going to do going forward, right? Um, With
1: Sunday pay-per-views, that makes sense. And they're going to continue to do Sunday pay-per-views? Well, I I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the next one's on a Saturday, though. Maybe it's on a Sunday. But. Yeah,
0: there's something about what the relation to holidays. Anyway, this is not on our prepared run sheet here. Um, but I know Tony Khan did say that the quarterly specials that they're going to have on TNT, even after the move to TBS, the quarterly specials are going to be on Saturday. He told Bust, Busted Open this week. So there's that.
1: All right. So we're going to move on to a little viewership. And we talked about WrestleNomics, you know, breaking the news on the pay-per-view buys. Well, in a world where no one knows where to find all these ratings, you know, all that without showbuzz daily. <laughs> exactly. WrestleNomics has put it all together uh, on the Patreon and for the spreadsheet. And with but guess what? Point, uh, but guess what I found, which has apparently existed for a while. And nobody told
0: me that's what yeah. this is what I was going to lead into. <laughs> there is A website. With a URL, spoilertv.com, and this is very similar to Showbiz Daily. In fact, it's much more active than Showbiz Daily. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff going on here. I just I just found it yesterday, and I haven't had enough time to really look through it all. But they're they're doing a top 150 in cable. The different and they and they are sorted by P18 to 49. The difference is Showbiz Daily would do cable originals this is including everything not just original so we're seeing the performance of uh big bang theory on tbs which does really well in 1849 apparently uh friends reruns on a network that's listed as nan that i i'm just i i don't know is that syndication i don't know what that is in any event they're reporting ratings not very quickly it it looks like it looks like there's a substantial delay in when they actually publish the ratings but that's uh, where I think a lot of people are, are getting some of these ratings from. So they're probably clued in somehow. They were clued into this a few days before I was. Uh, but we, uh, so top 100, not top 150, though. So that that cuts off our access to, to Impact and the Dark Side of the Ring, which finished somewhere in the, in the 120s, 140s area most of the time. So we still don't have ratings for those unless I start to bug people about ratings, which I'm trying to not do.
1: <laughs> All right, well, let's break it down. We're going to start with uh, May 28th's SmackDown that did uh, a little over 1.9 uh, million overall viewers with a point five zero and 18 of 49. Pretty much the same exact numbers it had for May 21st.
0: Yes, and we got the overnight for this past Friday. It looks similar. Uh, it, I always say that the... I always think that the, the overnight number for SmackDown is just less, it's less precise, so we we were seeing something like 1.87 million viewers. That might end up being slightly up from the week that we're talking about right now. Uh, Demo rating 0.5, so similar, but anyway.
1: So maybe it was a little bit due to Double or Nothing, but um, the Mick Foley biography on Sunday, May 30th, only did 518,000 overall with a point two zero in the 1849. That is down from 767,000 for the Shawn Michaels that had a 0. 0.29 in the 1849. Mm-hmm. Really effective. So, uh, I wonder what the ratings were
0: for Woo, though. You know, maybe. Uh, <laughs> well, you did have, well, I mean, you got one hundred and hundred. what did I say? 115,000 buys. That's worldwide. Um, if, if you figure about 70% of that was U.S., which is the, the general assumption of, of the, the U.S. to international breakdown, 70-30. So what have I got here? Roughly 95,000 domestic buys, and that would be households, not just viewers. So there's a couple hundred thousand maybe
1: at most. I don't know. Maybe it's something to do with the McFoley story. It's just a good story. Yeah, he took some bad bumps and all that, but he's a great guy. He's... Have a great family. Like, there's no dark period <laughs> other than the bumps.
0: And this Michael's, but this, I think, again, this, this Michael's pay per view was going head to head with, um, I did it This Michael's biography was going head to head with, uh, WrestleMania
1: Backlash, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I think Holiday Weekend may have something to do with it too. Who knows? Um, but, you know, the old saying, you're always going to be running against something else. Yes. Uh, Most Wanted Treasures, which was the follow up for the McFoley biography on uh Sunday, did four hundred fifty five thousand, so almost what biography did with a point eighteen in eighteen to forty nine. The week before, we don't have eighteen to forty nine, but we have four hundred ninety seven overall. So just a small drop, and that was the Jake the Snake episode. Mm-hmm. And he, it, it's very interesting week because this is a Jake the Snake week, is it not? Yeah, well. <laughs> On Most Wanted Treasures, he pretty much blamed Honky Tonk Man giving him a hard guitar shot on his drug addiction. When on Thursday, I'm pretty sure we saw what causes drug addiction <laughs> growing up being a child of Grizzly Smith. I don't think Honky Tonk Man's headshot had anything to do with it.
0: Yeah. I, I'm fine with blaming Honky
1: Tonk Man for more things. <laughs> yes. Um,. And uh Monday Night Raw on uh, Memorial Day itself a uh, little over 1.5 million 0.44 in the 18 to 49, Definitely a drop from a few weeks back from May 10th. So we're seeing that May slide at 1.8 overall on uh, May 10th and a 0.53 in 18 to 49. So you you said it that May slide is continuing for raw. Yeah. May, the, the time after WrestleMania, but also
0: it's going against NBA playoffs. Is that everyone, everyone's latest excuse? Um, yeah. We're hitting, we're, we're, we're now in the territory of like, these, these are the five, uh, the, the, the bottom five all time episodes in terms of viewership for Raw. Um, we're, go ahead and, and, um, Talk about NXT and I have just got some thoughts about the wider okay. the wider scope, the monthly stuff and what we have to talk about dynamite like too. Go ahead.
1: Yep. Yeah, so for NXT, uh six hundred and sixty eight thousand overall in the June first episode. We do not have an eighteen to forty nine demo yet. Uh, but that was from the week before, seven hundred thousand overall, and only a point thirteen in eighteen to forty nine. Mm-hmm. And then do you want me to get into dynamite? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right. And dynamite, uh, Friday night dynamite, 10 o'clock live, 526,000 overall with a 0.20 in the 18 to 49. And if you compare that to the Wednesday episode for May 19th, so pretty much our last Wednesday episode, 820,000 overall with a 0.28 in the 18 to 49. So a little slide. For having that time slot, huge slide, yeah, huge slide, yeah, down, sliding for having that time, down thirty six percent in
0: total audience, down twenty nine percent in in the only thing that matters to them, the key demo. Um, so th- I think this, um, yeah, we can talk about this now. Then there, this gives you an idea, I think, of what's possible for Rampage when it's on Friday night. Um, so we know that you know the observer, the observer, which gets their quarter hours, uh, they did, so let's, Dynamite is a uh, is an hour one, is a one hour, excuse me, Rampage is going to be a one hour program. It averaged for the first hour, which was higher, 291,000 viewers in the key demo, 587 viewers in, in total audience. Anyway, it dropped about 20% for the second hour. Uh, <clears throat> so I think maybe half a million viewers is, is what Rampage could do. Uh,
1: on a Friday night at ten o'clock—that's
0: really good. It probably is. Um, the lead-in from SmackDown. So I—I I, I know Dave thinks. Um, this week, this past Friday, we're talking about two two Fridays ago. Friday, uh, Dave thinks that that uh, the number is up for for the most recent episode. We'll get a we'll get a real number, a final number, uh, this coming week early probably. Uh, hopefully, tvspoiler.com will have it. Hopefully. Monday, uh, Monday afternoon, maybe is the earliest I could see that, that coming out. Um, I think an interesting thing to think about is when Rampage starts, is it not going to take, take a bite out of Dynamite? Is it not going to cannibalize the amount of time that people are willing to spend watching Dynamite? If Dynamite is, um, you know, averaging, let's see, in May, they average, uh, well, let's take the median, the typical, uh, Dynamite in in May they, they did eight hundred seventy nine thousand viewers, <clears throat> so just under nine nine hundred thousand. Uh, about two hundred seven. I'm looking at NXT there. Oh, okay. But about, about three hundred eighty thousand viewers in eighteen to forty nine. I would think if you're asking people to watch an additional hour of your brand's programming, there may be. And I don't know. Of course, there's going to be hardcores. On the far side of the bell curve, who are fine with it and they just consume all three hours, I would think there's maybe there's more of a willingness. Now I'm just thinking psychologically here. There's more of a willingness to say, all right, I've got my fill of, of AEW because I've watched Rampage, or vice versa, and now I you know I don't feel the urgency as much to watch one program or the other. It's bit, it's sort of sort of spreading. You're spreading yourself out a little bit thinner. I think so. I think there's a possibility that it, it will have an effect on
1: Dynamite's viewership. To your point with that, one of probably the great things about AEW could be its fault, where there's something for everybody, right? So if you like a certain style of wrestling or a certain type of wrestler, you know, it's on Dynamite. It might be some other stuff you don't like. Like, for example, if you're a fan of FTR style, but maybe you don't really like the Young Bucks or Matt Sydal or stuff like that. Now, if you know, oh, Friday Night on Rampage... Oh, FTR or I like Christian Cage. They're on that, but they're not on Dynamite this week. No, I'll just I'll just watch Rampage, or vice versa. That might have a little bit of what carves out. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, looking at the monthly patterns here, SmackDown has been on the decline pretty consistently from from the beginning of the new year. Uh, at least in eighteen to forty nine, the trend is not as strong in total audience, but there is a downward trend for SmackDown too. In uh, total audience for Raw, it is remarkably flat for for the first five months of this year. A uh, little bit, little bit of a declining trend in eighteen forty nine, especially this month of May, where they're down substantially. Uh, NXT is up slightly; they're doing just above where they were in in the Wednesday night war era. So they're, they they their median viewership for May was 699, 699, and uh, that's just above where they were in, in the in in January through March where they are doing six fifty six sixty 678. So moving to Tuesday has not really helped them. Uh I'm sure there's excuses that you can point to and this is only the first month. But I I got to think they're disappointed with how that's going.
1: Uh Dynamite I'd imagine mm-hmm. they thought they were gonna do eight hundred plus overall with maybe a point two zero plus in the eighteen to forty nine yeah now
0: eighteen forty nine for uh for dynamite is actually similar April they did really well with the median viewership in eighteen forty nine four hundred and fifty seven but uh they're doing they did three eighty for May, which is right on par with where they were. Uh, for, for January, February, March. So, you know, 384 in January, 404 in February, 384 in March, and then 380 for this May. And that's a median. Uh, that, that's not, uh, that shouldn't be affected by this May 28th Friday dynamite because we're using a median here, not an average. So maybe it's just the NBA playoffs. When did the NBA play- where are, where are we at with the NBA playoffs right now?
1: Well, I don't think we looked at it last time, and it's not ending till like end of June, early July. That's right. Let's see here. Let's see here. I used to be a huge basketball fan, mm-hmm. I don't follow as much anymore. Um, let's see. Looks like we are, I think we are going into the second round now, it looks like. Because mm-hmm. I got a lot of game ones here. And then there'll be fewer games as we go, but
0: um, more, probably more highly viewed games as we go as well.
1: So, all right, uh, we will, uh, moving on to Google Trends. Wait, I got more to say. So,
0: so, we've also got uh, new members of the board of directors uh, on the Light Shed podcast. Uh, Brandon Ross, the stock analyst who covers WWE, had some comments. Uh, He was talking with Rich Greenfield about how, they're bringing in content people, and they're talking about Steve Coonan and Connor Shell. So Steve Coonan formerly worked at Turner. Connor Shell is the thirty for thirty guy of ESPN. And uh, Brandon Ross has, has been, I guess, you don't hear a ton from these other stock analysts publicly, but he has been one of the stock analysts, one of the few that I've I've heard from who will, who will say things to the effect of you know the a big problem for WWE though is the creative and the, the ratings uh, are affected by by the creative. And you can bring in uh, all these great people to make great deals, and you can bring in, you know, great staff, and you can bring in members of the board of directors who are going to help you produce great content and and get you really well positioned. But ultimately, it's about the creative. And Brennan Ross was saying something to the effect of, you know, you know, Raw just hit uh, its all-time low, or I think it's its second lowest rating ever. And uh is Vince going to share control or bring someone in to help him or relinquish control. And, uh, no, he's never going to do that. He's never done that. Uh, sure there's been times where he's been, uh, on trial and he's brought in, uh, did he bring Je- uh, Jerry Jarrett for a minute. Right. But, um, uh,
1: Jerry Jerry was under the impression he was going to take over the company. Vince went to jail, but if he Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> Vince would have that booked that from jail. To <laughs> Vince would have yeah. booked that promotion from jail.
0: You could put Vince McMahon in prison; he will book it from prison. Bruce Pritchard will will go and talk talk on the phone through the, through the through the glass window with Vince McMahon, and he will book it that way if he has to. Send um, me some ramen
1: noodles and a. P- putting cup goddammit <laughs> or putting cup it's a <laughs> P- putting cup goddammit I got a book raw
0: yeah uh
1: so I've been doing that would've been great <laughs> I, I, I mean, good for his family he didn't go to jail but like if you, if that would've happened and he would've booked the company
0: yeah so I've been doing some math here I've been learning about slope which I couldn't even begin to tell you I think this is something that you you know we may have learned about in uh in statistics you're took like a statistics class in college um, so i'm multiplying slope by r squared r squared should tell you how consistent how predictable the trend is so is it random or is it consistent and seemingly meaningful or relevant and i'm multiplying the r squared by the slope so the slope is just sort of the i guess like the angle of the trend might be a way to think about about it if, it, if it's if it's a positive number, that means there's a really strong up until the right trend. If it's, if it's negative, and we'll talk about this a bit too um, when we do Google Trends in a minute, but if, it, if it's um, a negative slope, then it's a really down to the right trend. Um, <clears throat> and what you see is, so I've done, I've taken just the median for each month for each of these programs. And, uh, you know, in 2020, we were definitely on a trajectory where AW is either flat or slightly up. Raw and SmackDown were definitely gradually declining. And, uh, I think Todd Martin was talking about this, uh, with, with Wade earlier this week. If you extrapolate that over a long enough period of time, eventually those lines are going to intersect. Uh, so this, this prompted me to, uh, to bust out the slope and R squared, uh, measurement. So we're still, May might be a weird month because you got Dynamite and June too. I think June, I'm, I'm not sure that we're going to have anyone's in a dynamite in June. Uh, so maybe June will be a
1: throwaway month. Actually, uh, we're still going to have dynamite on a Saturday on June 26. Really? Yeah. So you can see why it was,
0: it's, uh, it's a cost to them to move to TBS, but also a, maybe, a, on, on balance, a good thing. So they won't be preempted like this in the future. Um, Cause this is really going to just blow up their month, and hopefully, it won't affect for their sake. Won't affect the gathering of, of fans, and uh, won't, won't create so much friction for fans that you that it causes any long term effect to their viewership. Um, in any event, I, what we're what we're seeing even through uh, through January, February, March, before we get to April, where I think now we're in a different era uh, where, because of the end of the end of the One Night War, uh, you are going you're gonna to see you should see artificial upticks for Dynamite and for NXT. So I think that kind of has to be separated in the measurement. But I'm, I'm still seeing uh, in monthly medians uh, for January, February, March, even though I, I, yeah, everyone felt like, including me, that the the trend had, had slowed down or stopped for AEW uh, getting closer and closer to, to Raw. We're still seeing a slow slide of Raw and SmackDown, which is kind of what, even if even if those were booked well, even if the creative was, was good and they were cultivating stars and they were engaging fans so that they had more more linear eyeballs, you would expect, just because it's on linear TV, to be going down somewhat. And it is. But we're seeing uh, over January, February, March – again, this is before April, before the Wednesday war ends – you're seeing Dynamite uh, climb a bit or at least stay straight. And you are seeing NXT actually climb through January, February, March. And NXT really gained some ground on, on uh, AEW at the end of the Wednesday War.
1: I think a big factor, and you're going to notice, I expect very good draws when AEW goes on the road, and now there's been some rumblings mm-hmm. that NXT is going to start at least house shows. So you're going to see, I think, pretty well-attended events, but yet you're going to continue to see a slide in TV ratings. And you got to remember, this is a whole country – that didn't, wasn't able to do anything last summer because of COVID. I just think it's the itch of people finally. It's the weather's nice in almost all the country and they want to go out and do things and they weren't able to do these things last year. And a lot of people have a buildup of money, whether they didn't spend it or they were getting all the extra incentives or whatever. I think I know it's such a blanket statement, but I think that's a really big factor on most stuff probably sliding on live television. I, I see what you're saying. This is Joe Biden's fault that he gave Americans <laughs> too much money and
0: now they don't want to watch wrestling. I, I know what you're I, saying. It's the same people have money to go yeah. do things. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: They don't want to, they don't want to relax at night and, and watch WWE raw for three hours. They got money to go out and do things, you know, of course, <laughs> of course, of course it's that way. Um, Yeah. So I think another point to make, the, the WB investor believes that, oh, well, you know, when they get back on the road, you know, the crowd is so important to pro wrestling. It's so important to the TV that, uh, you know, that's really what they need and. More than any other sport out there, really, and all this is true, more than any other sport out there, I think wrestling was really the one that was affected the most by COVID because they couldn't have a crowd there. You can do NFL games, NBA games, and NLP games without a crowd, and you've still gotten most of the value there still. But with wrestling, wrestling is really more than any other is about how you manipulate the crowd and how the crowd reacts. That's all true. So when WWE gets back on the road, at, oh, their, their ratings are going to get better. Don't worry. Yeah, because they've been doing this for 15 months now with no crowd. But when they get their, their crowd back, you know, if, yeah, the ratings have been down. But they'll get the crowd back, and then the ratings will come back to you. And you'll see that for two weeks. And then it'll go back to where it was. Because the program is what it is, and it doesn't engage fans. It turns them off. So I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, July, we'll see it. And we, we talked about this before. We will We will definitely measure it. Maybe I'll be wrong.
1: All right. Well, speaking of measuring, Google Trends, where you can actually find the full six-page report that came out on Thursday, if you're a member of the Russellnomics Patreon. Uh, But, yeah, you want to break down the Google Trends for this week. So the the Google
0: Trends reports is a six-page report. Uh, So I've got this broken down by company, by WWE personalities by AEW personalities, and by New Japan personalities. To go any lower than that, we're getting into people who don't have Google Trends profiles. Uh, But we can talk about the companies first. Uh, In a lot of ways, that's interesting. So WWE, of course, is by far the leader. So we're looking at 15 different promotions here, promotions that I'm guessing are the biggest, 15 biggest, most searched for promotions in the world. So that is WWE, AEW, New Japan, Impact, Stardom, Dragon Gate, which is all one word, by the way, Ring of Honor, MLW, All Japan Pro Wrestling, AAA, NOAA, NWA, CMLL, Big Japan, DDT, in that order, by the way. Uh, of course, WWE is by far the biggest. WWE is some seven times greater in search volume in May than AEW, its next nearest competitor. Of course, WWE is a media company. They are just like Marvel WWE is, or AEW is just a wrestling company, uh, which I think is preposterous. This is, I'm about to get sidetracked. This idea that, uh, WWE, oh yeah, it's a sports entertainment team. They're not a wrestling company. It's like Disney. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just semantics. I think, um, what, how would a wrestling company be different than, than, a, than a media company? They're selling video. They want to monetize their business the best that they can. They, if they have a, a multi-decade uh, store of legacy intellectual property like WWE does, they want to license all this, all these brands and all these trademarks as much as they can, whether it's Young Rock or the Page movie. They want to license all of their IP across consumer products categories. They want to monetize their TV rights to, to the max. How would that be any different if they decided to call themselves a wrestling company? I think it's an aspiration to be accepted into a a business world
1: that they don't feel accepted in if they just call themselves wrestling. I mean, UFC calls themselves a mixed martial arts company and they do all the same things you talked about. Anyway, anyway, uh, AW is,
0: is about seven times behind a WWE. We have no absolute numbers here. I can't tell you, uh, what the absolute numbers of searches are. That's not what Google Trends does. They give you a relative measurement. And in Google Trends, if you go to trends.google.com, you can type in uh, up to five different categories, profiles or strings, whatever you want. Uh, but to get more than five, I've written a script that allows me to grab hundreds at a time and measure them all in this, on the same scale. Um, so AEW is, is uh, on a worldwide basis, se- uh, a seventh. Of, of WWE's search volume, but on the US, they're about four and a half. Uh, WWE is about four and a half times the search volume of AEW. Uh, Impact Wrestling is the number two or number three in the US. New Japan, this is in May, by the way, just for May. Uh, New Japan, number four in the US. Ring of Honor, number five. MLW, number six. NWA, AAA. All, J- All Japan. I think all Japan is, is really a beneficiary just like impact is in fact, uh, a beneficiary of this enormous legacy where you're searching for things that are not necessarily current for the, for this brand. Uh, you may be searching for the, uh, the, the June 3rd, 1994 classic between Toshiaki Kawada and Mitsuhara Masawa from the Nippon Budokan, you know, and that's got really nothing to do with the current all Japan product with uh, Kento Miyahara, but anyway, um, I'm also doing here. But uh, well, by the way, let's talk talk about Japan. Japan, the most searched for company, is. You have any guesses, Chris? Call
1: in Japan, the most searched for company. Yes. Are you looking at the, the report? It. No, I'm not looking. at No them. spoilers in front of you. Okay. No spoilers. Is it probably be WWE? Actually, isn't it? Wrong. It is New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I figure I thought it was a trick question.
0: <laughs> New Japan is. These numbers are, do not represent absolute, absolute uh, values, but New Japan is rated here at a, what, a 165? WWE is number three. This is just for the month of May, but I, I expect that, you know, generally it, this is uh, the case. WWE is at a 33. Again, New Japan at a 165. New Japan is number three. I'm sorry. WWE is number three. New Japan is number one. Who's number two? I'm guessing Stardom. Stardom is number two. Also a Road company. <sighs> Who's number four in Japan? Number four. AEW. No. DDT. No. Dragon Gate. <laughs> Dragon Gate. Drag- <laughs> I'm just going down the gauntlet. Dragon Gate is number four, followed by Noah. All Japan Pro Wrestling. DDT. DDT does not right. as well as I thought they would uh, when before I started studying all this stuff. Big Japan. Then AEW and Impact at nine and ten. There's that. Uh, Mexico. Most searched for a wrestling company in Mexico.
1: Triple A? No. CMLL? No, WWE. Okay, so that would have, my answer would have worked for that one.
0: By a wide margin, too. WWE uh, having a value of 96. The number two is AAA. Four, uh, 15. 15. 96
1: to 15. A. So this is probably uh, why netcon sees that as a market he wants to tap into. He's probably studying the Google trends. <laughs> I don't know. Uh...
0: Yeah. CMLL. He's, he's a
1: subscriber under a fake name.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, we do, we, we do have some interesting people who are subscribers though, who, whose, who's sh- privacy shall be protected. But anyway, uh, CMLL at number three with a, at an eight. So we got 15 for AAA and eight for CMLL. Uh, yeah. But other than that, th- those are, those are the rankings, right? But I'm also trying to, 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 to track here. And if you're a math expert and you think this is not a good way to, to track this, let me know, because I'm not a math expert. I, I'm just a, a philosophy major who's uh, been, been spending most of his life in Excel spreadsheets for the last five years. Uh, so I'm doing, doing basically what I said before. I'm multiplying slope by R squared, and I'm saying these are, these are the power, the, the strength. This is the strength of the trend. Is there ice in that glass, Chris Gullo? Didn't, didn't, I, didn't I tell you that there's no ice allowed? on Wrestling Alex radio.
1: I was being very quiet with him. I mean, I, I, the ice cold lemonade on a summer day over ice. That's, that's true. All right.
2: In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey junior rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark until now off. Again, that's arena club.com slash VOW net. Arena Club.com slash VOW net for ten percent off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voice of the Wrestling Podcast Network.
0: Uh so the strength of the trend, and there's positive trends and negative trends. And we're only going to talk about positive trends and negative trends when it comes to companies, not when it comes to people, because I think with, with people, it becomes more misleading because you're getting people are coming off a peak. When you're talking about a company, though, I think it makes more sense because it's more of a general representation of the name recognition, the mind share, whereas, say, for example, The Undertaker. Undertaker has this huge spike in, in November, and it comes down after that. I don't think it's... Informative to say, oh well, the Undertaker's uh, uh, trend is really negative now. Of course it is. Anyway, the strongest trend is uh, by far AEW over this. This is an eighth month trend. Strongest eighth month trend is AEW, followed by Stardom. Which I think I don't know. This just sort of affirms my intuition. So I don't know if I'm if I'm guilty of confirmation bias here, but I do see those two companies as. The two companies with the strongest upward trajectory in the wrestling space. These are worldwide trends, by the way. We're not we're not breaking this down by region today. Uh, followed by that, we've got a a slightly strong trend for uh, MLW uh, as well, and everybody else is just sort of uh, below that is is zero or below. With New Japan has the weakest the the, the most negative trend. Um, NWE is very 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 slightly negative over eight months. So I think I've argued before. I think, I think Google search web search is meaningful. Um, especially if you're looking at it over a broad period of time. Uh, obviously Google web search, not all Google web search is created equal and and is desirable. June, 2007 is the peak for WWE because that's when the Chris Benoit murders happened. The Benoit family, uh, deaths happen. So we will move on to wrestlers. You've not you have not looked at this, Chris Gullo? I've not. So I've got this, this uh, a true false category with who's regular and who's not um, with WWE because there are so many people. I, I posted part of this on on Twitter the top ten, and this triggers everybody to to say you because know, it's 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 loaded with um, Dwayne Johnson and Bad Bunny and Hulk Hogan and Steve Austin yeah. and Triple H and all these people who are not regular regularly appearing on TV. So you get the quote tweets which which makes people advertise our product. So, yeah. Um, Who's number one in WWE for a web search Uh, among regular people who actually appear on TV on a regular basis? Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. By far. In May, a 63 to the next closest competitor, sports entertainer, Rey Mysterio at a 20. 63, Roman Reigns. Number two, Rey Mysterio at a 20. So that's that's what? A third? A third. This is a math show. A third.
1: Some Ra- of the nostalgia probably
0: helps Mysterio too. That's true. Legacy IP. Is- Great point. Great point. Yeah. Impact Wrestling, All Japan Pro Wrestling, Rey Mysterio, number three. Somebody else with a lot of legacy IP. I'm talking about only regulars oh. here. Only regulars. actually on TV. Edge. Randy Orton. Oh. Uh, I think I think I excluded Edge from the. Uh, oh, because he hasn't been
1: on TV full time
0: and full time was was is this is full time active. These are kind of arbitrary true false okay. things here, but yeah. Randy Orton at number three, number four, Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, Daniel Bryan, the Usos, Oscar, Charlotte Flair, Seth Rollins, the newly released Braun Strowman. Number fourteen. Um, he also got above him. Seth Rollins at ten. The Miz, Jeff Hardy, Bray Wyatt. Um, this is these. This is just a ranking for for May. By the way, the strongest trends. The no longer under contract Daniel Bryan, which a lot of the search activity I think probably has to do with that fact that he is people want to know is is Daniel Bryan still with WWE? Is it probably a thing that people have been searching for lately? Number two, and I think this is uh, meaningful. This or at least this is confirming some intuitions. Bobby Lashley, this is strength of trend by the way. Um, Bobby Lashley, eight month trend. Cesaro number three. Oscar number four, can you put any any
1: narrative to that? Uh, for Oscar, no. I mean uh, Cesaro and Lashley make sense. I mean the only thing I think was Oscar did have the title for a while, mm. and she seems to be in the picture still. So when people are like looking up Rhea Ripley Oscar or Oscar L- Charlotte, number five Bianca Belair, okay, and number that makes sense.
0: number six Strength of Trend. Charlotte flair, Charlotte flair. I guess. Yeah. got Alexa. So I'm looking at uh, the women wrestlers, Alexa bliss, Sasha banks, Asuka, Charlotte flair. Yeah. I'll have to, uh, m- maybe, maybe do like a, a women only category to really fire up the, uh, the, the, the Twitter avatars later. Um, AEW, <laughs> I don't spend too much time belaboring all this, but AEW by far big show is, is the leader. Uh, he he's at a one sixteen. The next closest is John Moxley at an eighty. Uh, followed by Chris Jericho, Sting, Kenny Omega, number six for May, the heavily featured Jake Roberts across various uh television programs. This is May though. His his T V shows were that we just talked about though, Dark Side and the A and E stuff, the Hidden Treasures thing, that was in June.
1: Yeah, but he well, Hidden Treasures was th- May thirtieth. But he was heavily featured on the Ultimate Warrior Dark Side of the okay.
0: Ring, and Hidden Treasures was May thirtieth. Yes, yes. So, so it was May. Okay. Um, Jake Roberts, Miro, Matt Hardy, Britt Baker at number nine. More on her later. Dustin Rhodes, Goldust still still up there, above his brother by one slot. Cody Rhodes. I'm intrigued to see where Mark Henry is going to fit in. Yeah, because this is May. I did not put Mark Henry in the EW category, mm-hmm. but next month he should be there. Strength of trend number one over this eight month period, Rip Baker. Number two, Taynara Conti. Number three, Anthony Agogo. These all make sense as people who have risen to more prominent positions in AEW yeah. over this time. Uh and number four, uh the, the, the biggest rising star of all, Tony Khan. Um Christian Cage. And number five, which makes sense because he's debuted with AEW over this time. Number six, Chris Statlanders, which sort of makes sense. She's uh, returned. And uh, Darby Allin. And that's it. that's it. that's enough of uh, listing names. New Japan Pro Wrestling, number one this month. He is not always number one. The the thing is like the number one slots here are pretty consistent. You've got Roman Reigns is always number one. Or if we look at it, include full-timers. you got Dwayne Johnson by Bad Bunny. Uh, non-full-timers, I mean. Uh... And the big show, maybe Jericho, number, number one. But this one's a little bit more competitive when we're talking about New Japan. Uh, number one this month, Hiroshi Tanahashi. As opposed to, let's see, is Tanahashi always number one? No, he, he, above him in April was Will Osprey for Worldwide Search. Uh, Will Ospreay is number two this month for New Japan. Followed by Koto Abushi. Koto Ibushi actually was number one in April. It went abushi, Osprey. Tanahashi. Uh, followed by Okada this month. Yuji Nagata. Anti-aging hero. Up at number five. I think that's... that's He's, he's had a surge of of, of search in, in April and May. Probably related to his appearance on AEW. Uh, number one strongest trend over the eight-month period. Yuji Nagata. Uh, followed by Will Ospreay. Followed by Shinko Takagi. Yo... Satoshi Kojima, or as some people call him Kojima. We can't we can't we can't be giving Japanese people given names here on Impact Wrestling. Come on. <laughs> that's asking too much of Americans. Uh Homna, Honna, Kota Ibushi, PJ Black, Taichi El Fantasmo. Yeah. That's the Google trends. Any any thoughts on that? Questions? Comments?
1: Uh I mean the New Japan is interesting how competitive it is. Uh and you like mentioned the top five and I feel like Somebody like Naito could sneak in there. Um, yeah, he's seven. Gun, seven. So uh, Suzuki finished above
0: him at six. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. So we're going to move on to a little bit of a follow up from uh, which was a Patreon exclusive. We talked about could a WWE sale happen?
0: Mm-hmm. If you have wondered why we haven't talked about this yet. It's because we already talked yes. about it on Wednesday. By the way, update. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I haven't checked the news. Has WWE sold yet? They have not has W been acquired by by Amazon? They have not okay i, I, I hadn't heard if there was any update on that.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, so one of the things that you mentioned was the stock price. Yes and if is it surging really it's, in surging. Our it's
0: surging. the volume mm. is exploding through the roof. Blue yeah, me told me, like Blue me told me that 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 this has got to be a sale. A, a former W writer tweeted something. Joel Gertner thinks so too is is NBC universal buying it yet what about disney
1: no <laughs> okay. but they could be sold that was my point they could they could be sold yes yes uh but yeah so yeah not a, not a big uptick 80 cents but it just might just be a nature of the beast the way the stock market's been all week so so the stock price has not moved the
0: volume did not exhibit any unusual behavior uh the uh, the finance media website, uh, Benzinga, did uh, did quote my tweet. So now uh, the 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 phrase or the sentence, um, even the stock market is no selling wrestling Twitter is now a published sentence in financial media. <laughs> By the way, uh, so I was looking into this more. You know, the the point is, people believe that all these employee layoffs and talent cuts are are as one person said, a textbook example. Of a company that is preparing to be sold, uh, cleaning the shelves off, getting getting it ready for mergers and acquisitions. Uh, so I looked into this, this idea that, you know, they're, they're cutting a lot of talent, which they have uh, some, something like, I don't know, it's probably upwards of 20 wrestlers. We, we reviewed it in detail on the Patreon for subscribers There it had about a 45 minute talk talking about this, but they cut somewhere around it was, you know, 20, 25, probably maybe more yeah. than that wrestlers, including NXT around. wrestlers over the last uh, couple of months. So I was looking at, you know, what's the difference in the number of wrestlers uh, on the roster from January, the beginning of this year to June? I was really surprised at the, at the difference. What do you think the net difference is in the number of wrestlers uh, January to June? How many fewer wrestlers are, are, are on the roster?
1: Honestly, probably not many, maybe like five because they have signed quite a few recruitment classes yeah. in that period. Yeah, it's three, three actually. Okay. There's three fewer wrestlers on the, on the roster now. Well, you know, we keep hearing about these rumored NXT UK cuts and performance center cuts that were supposed to be happening in the last six weeks. Yeah, yeah. So.
0: No, I, th- I think this is just a company that's trying to be, become more profitable as, as, um, as companies tend, tend to do. Uh,
1: yeah. All right, so let's uh, go to what looks to be our last story of today, but it should be an interesting one. We very rarely talk independent wrestling in detail on here, but we are going to right now as there is a big lawsuit going on between IWTV and Game Changer Wrestling. Um, the Times leader, which covers about Northeast Pennsylvania, released an article where IndependentWrestling.tv, which is Pennsylvania based, has sued Game Changer Wrestling, New Jersey based. IWTV accuses GCW of breaching their contract by holding pay per view events. IWTV claims to be out. A half a million dollars. IWTV and GCW agreed to win a contract on March 19, 2020. And the suit suggests that independentwrestling.tv would film, produce, and distribute the New Jersey company's professional wrestling bouts. The suit also says that IWTV and GC Wrestling agreed to terms that included IWTV having exclusive rights to hold pay-per-view events for Game Changer. The complaint claims that GCW informed IWTV on December 1st that GCW intended to breach the agreement by producing live paper events through an alternate platform, presumably Fight. The suit also claims that GCW produced 36 pay-per-view events from December 5th and May 15th, which IWTV claims were a violation of the signed distribution agreement between the parties. The suit says that the damages cannot be calculated until Game Changer provides the full amount of revenue garnered by the pay-per-view events, but it is believed that the damages are in excess of $500,000. So, half a million dollars. This is going to tear independent wrestling Twitter apart. You think so? It already has. Has it? Oh. Yeah, fans, man. Really? Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh I should probably say that I've I've done a little bit of work for IWTV, just sort of really short-term contract work for them. Uh I think it's been over a year since I have. Obviously, I've, I've wrestled on some shows that have appeared on IWTV live and and of course they've got a huge library that 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 you and I are both probably all over. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've worked for Game Changer once. Have you? Oh, okay. Was that like yep. a WrestleMania weekend thing? Yeah, I did
1: like a ref running spot. Right.
0: Um, so my understanding is that so, so GCW was annoyed that they found out IWTV was not keeping the masters of GCW's events. Um, it's not clear to me if there was a, like a business opportunity that, GCW, that you know, was presented to GCW and they wanted the masters uh so they could capitalize on that opportunity. But um somewhere after that they decided to start producing pay-per-views with another company, presumably Flight. Uh IWTV said that's a breach of contract. GCW went forward and did it anyway. And uh it's unclear what the contract says, of course. Uh this is being fought in Pennsylvania, uh which does not we, we are not able to find any public filings on this yet. Maybe that's something that someone will get a hold of at some future time, though. Uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, so $500,000. Maybe there's, maybe that's a strategic thing, uh, to, to force their hand into something. But $500,000 or 36 events, if we, even if we forgot about a split, I don't know if a split should be considered in that with, with the pay-per-view provider, which would take a majority of it, just as we we're discussing, uh, with, uh, in the case of AEW. But if you did 36 events, and you generated a half a million dollars over 36 events, and say you sold buys at $10 a piece, you'd have to average about 1,400 buys per event, which I don't think is happening. I would be very surprised if, if GCW, for all of their events, on average, surely some of them, but on average, 1,400 buys per event? I find that hard to believe.
1: Yeah, I mean, some of them, like WrestleMania weekend... Those shows yes, but just like a regular show on the Saturday in New Jersey every one of those doing that well
0: No now maybe I'm just thinking about this the wrong way maybe IWTV uh, thinks that the value that they would have been able to generate somehow through subscriptions their subscription service obviously uh, the value that they would have been able to generate is 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 more than, than the math that I'm doing here where you'd have to average uh, 1400.
1: So here is the issue with the 36 events is that a good chunk of them were on January 30th for the 24 hours fight forever fundraiser mm. that game changer wrestling did to raise okay. money and all that. Yeah. So, and that's a good chunk of them, maybe almost a, a quarter of the events or around there. Yes. So, if they're using that, those shows were free on YouTube. They were not on fight. That was a YouTube twenty four hour so that that would take a chunk into that five hundred thousand. But I mean if you have all the WrestleMania weekend events, which I think would have been the most financial, especially Blood Sport, um, and the spring break and the for the culture events. But I yeah, I mean five hundred thousand might be an overestimate, but I mean IWTV is going to go for it. Don't blame them.
0: Yeah. And, and it may just, you know, many lawsuits end up getting settled before they ever go to trial or whatever. But, um, you know, maybe it, it, we end up uh, seeing the, the contract made public through disclosure and public filings. If we can even find anything public on this to begin with. Uh, and and uh, in, a, in a WrestleNomics curiosity uh, standpoint, maybe we'll get, the, they're basically asking them to disclose records of their sales, it seems like. So maybe we'll get some information about that, about how how well uh, those GCW events sold for them on pay-per-view.
1: So we'll see. It's, uh, it's going to be really interesting because we haven't seen anything really like this in this type of dollar amount for independent companies.
0: Well, with Evolve. Remember, there's a lawsuit between Evolve and Flow Slam. And we have numbers there. I did an article for, for Fightful. I'm not finding it quickly, but I am finding a, an episode of Wrestleomics radio, uh, from 2017 entitled flow money flow problems. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Evolve claimed to be do, doing a, uh, and they, these weren't like the most detailed records either. They were like
1: an Excel spreadsheet that anybody could have just typed numbers into, uh, we've worked independent promotions. It's not this elaborate QuickBooks or anything. They're just writing like, sometimes you just have a guy go out there, hey, count how many people we have here.
0: Yes. Independent wrestling, uh, at least in, in many cases, not great record keeping happening.
1: <laughs> so this will probably be settled by the court.
0: I don't know. I mean, I think it's the best thing for independent wrestling to have GCW be a, you know, be cooperating with IWTV. It's unfortunate that this happened
1: because they are traveling and they are right now, the most popular independent promotion, mm-hmm. you know, probably most popular promotion doesn't have television for sure. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, they're running Wyoming, <laughs> like they're going all over. Oh, wow, yeah. So, yeah. So any other, uh, thoughts on this? No.
0: any any other, uh, Thoughts or questions about anything we've discussed today?
1: No, not off the uh, top of my head.
0: Any any thoughts about uh, who will acquire WWE? Any any insight or inside news on on the bidding that may or may not be happening? Uh, is Disney NBCU? Uh, I know the USFL is back.
1: Um, <laughs> Which that USFL thing made me think. Is I don't know if the NFL ever bought the intellectual property or just whatever it, the league d- dissolves. They have it. But I always wonder, will this start a trend of people trying to use old territory company names and stuff like that? Like, hey, it's back. The USFL's back? Well, so is Continental Wrestling. Or, or maybe Del dagner shows up again and goes, the AWA is back. Well, there is that... that-
0: Weird Twitter account that was uh, doing, like, WCW will return or whatever, right? <laughs> and then they became ECW. <laughs> yeah. Um, What, I mean, WB, I think, owns the trademarks for a lot of these. Like, you could look it up in the U.S. Patent and Trade Office site, probably, or uh, that other Justia website or something. Um, I would imagine AWA and World Class have not lapsed. Probably are still pending. yeah. But sometimes you think these things do lapse, and you're seeing a little bit of uh, uh, competition over that with some of the old WCW pay per view names uh, in terms of Bash of the Beach and things like that between I think Cody trying to to trademark those. I don't know if AEW is yeah. But yeah, what, what what other brands would there be? Um, could you the USWA? God, who uh, cares about the USWA, though? Um, somebody in Memphis does. Well, the thing about Memphis is Memphis never had a really strong brand. I think the the, the, yeah. the, the brand, the, the word that people use when they talk about Memphis is Memphis. Um, they went through a number of different CWA and USWA and things like that.
1: Would the Florida Championship Wrestling trademark, they'd the, probably still have a- I I don't know. See, the thing is, what about all these
0: regional names like Mid-South, Mid-Atlantic? Yeah, I mean... You know, and c- you see...
1: People do that with a variation in their company. Right. So they call yeah. themselves like NWA NW Mid-Atlantic or their Mid-South Pro. Yeah.
0: In discussions I've had with people who seem to know more about this, I always end up being surprised that, that the trademarks would would work out that way. So I, I, I'm not super confident in, in speculating about this. But I would think it would be harder to, to trademark and to protect names that are just the names of regions, you know, like Mid-Atlantic, Mid-South maybe maybe continental things like that um
1: portland you, wrestling
0: yeah yeah i i'm i'm always sort of told the just if you ask yourself the question could this cause confusion in the marketplace uh you know gcw for example the, the fake gcw in, in florida or whatever it was yeah uh yeah
1: but but yeah i uh, want to do final plugs mhm what do you got well for me uh you could check out chris Gullo at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, uh, and Rediscovering the Indies. Uh, we have a monthly podcast every month, if you haven't heard. Um, we're doing our XPW deep dive. June will be the last part, which mostly delves into the court case of Rob Black. Oh. And uh, other than that, uh, we every day we post a This Day in Independent Wrestling histories. So, uh, very cool uh, if you're a wrestling story. This is the day. Today, as we're recording, Brandon, in 2009, that Nick Gage almost died against Dumbtack Jack. Wow. Fascinating. <laughs> Those are the things you find on RTI Pod, on Twitter, and Rediscovering Indies on Instagram and Facebook. You know, just
0: hit me 20 years ago today is the is the June 6, 2001 is Budokan show uh, with New Japan, which included... This is like the, the heyday of my tape training days of like a 38-minute... Chain wrestling match between Keiji Muto and, uh, Hi- uh Hiroshi Hase. Uh, this is where Takashi, T- Takashi Izuka gets knocked out legit by, uh, Mitsuya Nagai because he like, he, he drops in the corner and, and Nagai's just like throwing kicks to the chest. He drops and boom, gets, just gets knocked, oh. knocked out and is, and is out for like months, a really long time. Uh, this is the, the Yuji Nagata and Kezika Fujita match that is voted best bout Solid three-and-a-half-star match there. Best bout. These are, this is what we had to deal with in, in, in 2001 in New Japan. Uh, but anyway. You
1: heard it first. Brandon Thurston's going to start this day in New Japan wrestling, pro wrestling history. This, this day in
0: in, in <laughs> <enoki-ism>. Uh
1: <yes. laughs> There you
0: go. Uh have Do you have any wrestling bookings coming up?
1: Uh Yeah. Um, mostly in July, but in June 19th. I'll be participating in a live demonstration seminar in Binghamton, New York. Are you sure you want to advertise that and plug that? It's a live demonstration seminar. You can buy a membership to be part of Club X. Hopefully, Glenn, uh, in Glenn, July,
0: from, hopefully Glenn from the commission is not
1: listening. Uh, Glenn's not around anymore. <laughs> um, July 3rd, same thing. And then on the 10th in July, I'm in NFW New Jersey. July 24th, I'm doing MMA in Lackport, New York for Ground Force Fights. Uh, yeah, so that's that, what we have Is that have the Keenan right Center? Now. Yeah, Keenan wow. Center. Wow, okay. Yeah. Did you know, this past week,
0: I went to the wrestling school, Grapplers Anonymous, for the first time in 14 months.
1: Talked about getting that ring rust off.
0: I didn't go in the ring, though. I have to earn it back. I have uh, So I'm doing mega cardio. Uh, I was extremely sore for like three days but i'm better now and we'll be getting back to more cardio this coming week uh i have an excel when will you spreadsheet. be
1: accepting bookings
0: uh, more on that later more on that to come <laughs> uh I, I have an excel spreadsheet where i'm going to record my resting beats per minute heart rate and hopefully that will that will be an indicator of the power of my cardio uh it is currently like 75 or something like that uh but yeah i have uh did a ton of cardio, well, relatively speaking for, for, for my, my pandemic days, a ton of cardio uh, this past week, and we'll be doing more. I think that's really the thing that I was, I don't know, most unhappy with about my wrestling performances, and that it, it costs so much cardio to do wrestling, both from being able to just sustain a match that, that's intense, but also to, to, I don't know, perform the intensity that costs a lot of cardio too, and uh, I think as far as something that c- that can be uh, addressed, that's that's something that I think uh, I would like to be much better at. So I'm going to do a lot of cardio before I'm even going to wow myself back in the ring. So it's going to be a little while before I go back looking forward the ring. to it. Though. Yeah. All right, uh, you can follow me. On Twitter at Brandon Thurston, Kafal WrestleMonics. On Twitter at I'm Brandon Thurston. I'm Chris Gold. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.